0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com.
1: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Three, two, one. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Um, I just finished the national championship game, as you did, and I found out that one of the things that I like about the national championship game is complaining about how long the national championship game is. Now, look, it's not just the national championship game. I don't want to blame it on the ultimate moment of college football. It's clearly all of college football games. If you've watched any college football throughout the season, you know that you're in for uh, a four hour ride in college football. But here's the difference. The difference is During the college football season on a random Saturday in October when you're watching your favorite team play a noon kickoff or you're watching them play in the late window or you're watching Pac-12 after dark. You can just go to sleep if you want and then wake up and catch up when get in where you fit in, so to speak. But with a national championship game, the money on the line, it it's different. So. I don't know what to do to to change the game. I don't know if they should go to the the rules that the NFL has for the clock or whatever. It seems as if you could use some of the rules that are in college football to make professional football better and some of the rules in professional football to make college football better. And I don't know what you do. But congratulations to LSU after a butt whooping of Clemson. I got to tell you, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting Clemson to get it handed to him. I thought that LSU would win. I just thought that it would be a lot closer. And early on, I felt like, okay, there it is. That they were, they were in it, and they were going to make it a game. And the defense for Clemson was making things difficult for LSU until we got to about midway through the second quarter. And then LSU and Joe Burrow snapped like they absolutely snapped and that offense was just too much to overcome just too many weapons and a quarterback that's playing too well for them to lose some of the the numbers on on the game are pretty incredible when you look at Joe Burrow's season CBS Sports had this and it's it's an incredible ride man everything that he accomplished Winning a national championship, winning a Heisman, first quarterback with 60 touchdown passes, most touchdowns responsible in a season with 65, 5,700 passing yards, which is an SEC record, most touchdowns responsible in a BCS CP, a CFP playoff game, six. Him throwing the eight touchdown passes in the, the playoff game before that. And now he's probably going to be the number one pick overall. All this from a guy who was in the transfer portal. And if you look at the, the rest of the participants in the college football playoff, you had, what, three quarterbacks who were on other teams last year. And look what they were able to do for the Heisman. And you had two of them that were in the transfer portal. No, three, Justin Fields. That's right. Three quarterbacks in the transfer portal that end up playing on teams that have national championship aspirations. The whole thing is crazy. And it speaks to the level of talent that's out there playing all throughout the country and how a lot of coaches are are trying to stockpile talent to make their team as strong as possible but seeing a, a guy go from i'm not going to play at ohio state let me take a chance on let me bet on myself and see if i can be the guy at lsu he's not only the guy he becomes a legend at lsu because he wins a national championship because of what he did his coach is probably coach at lsu for as long as he wants or at least coaching in the business for as long as he wants. I'm sure Les Miles would like to have a word, but that's crazy that you had three guys that were in different places and they found themselves in the final four of college football. Now, clearly Oklahoma had no business being there, but Jalen hurts after what he had accomplished at Alabama for him to leave that. And I, as a, Bama fan, I do wonder: had Jalen stuck around, with two getting hurt, what would have happened? Like, would Alabama have been in that spot? Would they have been able to to beat LSU? Would they have won the SEC West? Would they have won the SEC, and would they find themselves in the the national championship? But I'm really happy for him even though they got waxed by LSU and it wasn't even close to see that guy go to, to Norman, Oklahoma and find himself and find a home. And I think, honestly, I think he improved his draft stock while he was at Oklahoma. Like the whole thing just really puts a spotlight on how many talented players that there are around the country. And in some cases it's just, I need a chance. If if I'm given an opportunity, I can make some things happen. And LSU throughout this season, they they made a whole bunch of stuff happen. It was a really incredible season for them. And Ed Orgeron is a delight. He's fun to watch, man. He's fun to He seems like what I like about Ed versus other coaches in college football is that he seems to be okay with who he is. He's not really trying to be anyone else, and I've heard the stories of him punching himself in practice to fire his team up, and he he just seems like this big old kind of grizzly, crazy teddy bear dude. I, I think I'd like to play for him, to tell you the truth, because he seems... Very much invested, and when he was up for other jobs and the USC thing, like it's he was kind of laughed at. As you hear the voice, and you think that this guy doesn't seem like he's serious enough to get the job done, but now he has quieted his critics with the performance that his team had, and what an amazing thing it is to have the right quarterback show up at the right time and placed with all that talent that they have on LSU that never seemed to be actualized. Like, LSU was always the place where if they just had a quarterback, if they just had a quarterback, then they could be something because they always had great defenses, and they always had wide receivers that were just incredible. And now you give them a quarterback, a guy that, Joe Burrow throws a great ball man and I'm looking forward to seeing what his life is like uh, in the NFL even though that life is going to be in Cincinnati. But look at what they did this this past season. It's insane. Against the AP top 10. LSU this season beat number 9 Texas, number 9 Auburn, number 2 Alabama, number 4 Georgia. Number four, Oklahoma. Number three, Clemson. That's a hell of a resume. Oh, and and uh, number seven, Florida, right? That's a hell of a resume for a team to run through the national championship. Like You can't, you can't look at what LSU did and be like, they didn't play anybody. No, they played a lot of people. And... They rolled a lot of people, including a Clemson program that has been unbelievable over the last few years. They've been so good that when you start looking what what Dabos built over the last five seasons and like it has been a a real it, it's been a, a real impressive thing that. What Clemson has become is Alabama's rival. How does a team that's not in your conference become a rival? Become a rival by just destroying the ACC and finding themselves on the doorstep national championship. So now you have a bunch of these powers kind of fighting it out, and I think that that's good for college football. Clemson had won 50 consecutive games when scoring first. Until the national championship game. It used to be Clemson going to Clemson. Like that was their whole identity. Their identity was they were a school that you could always count on letting you down. And over the last five seasons, that has not been the case. And they got rolled. They have an incredible quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is a, a monster and he's going to be a monster next year. And I'm, there's a lot of hurt feelings tonight. There's hurt feelings in, in Clemson, South Carolina. There's hurt feelings in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in Norman, Oklahoma, in Columbus, Ohio, in Athens, Georgia. Like, there's a lot of hurt feelings. And as we see this transfer portal thing continue to work, I think it's a good thing. I, I actually really like it. And because of all of the success stories, I think that there are going to be a lot of coaches who are open to the idea of, yeah, I'm turning my program over to a guy who's only going to be here a year to play. But look at what that ends up being. It's It's been a really fun season. I've enjoyed it. To get back to what I was saying at the beginning, I don't, I mean, I do know what they could do to to kind of, speed some of these games up. But I, I keep wondering should the national championship game start at six o'clock central time? So that we're all out by about ten o'clock. I feel bad for people who are on the Eastern time zone. And I do know that in, in Chicago, like there I, I I can't remember if they voted on it or not or but we the Chicago might go on to Eastern time. That because of we're not going to do the daylight savings time And I got to tell you, this winter, I'm kind of with it. I've had that seasonal affected disorder or whatever. Seeing the sunset at 415 is not fun. And usually my day is over at 2 o'clock. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, I only got two hours to enjoy the sunshine. And then I feel super tired and I'm like, I just want to go to bed. But congratulations to LSU. Congratulations to Ed Orgeron. Look at these numbers. This is nuts. I'm just going through the stats right now. LSU in the second quarter. 21 points, 186 pass yards, 269 total yards. And then an explosion even Joe Burrell's like first half numbers are stupid 16 to 28 270 yards 55 rush yards that play at the end of the first half where he runs down the sidelines with no timeouts that's a baller play three touchdown passes one touchdown run like it's they were a powerhouse and they they deserve it they absolutely deserve it so, congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of us. And maybe next year we'll we'll figure out how to make all of this short. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. I watched the. I kind of flipped around between the the mega cast the ESPN was doing, and I like the command center. <clears throat> I sound like Ed orged around a little bit. I like the command center a little bit. I like that. I was watching the coaches' room. Mike Gundy was very endearing. I thought that he did a great job of j- driving the coverage in the coach's room. And they could do more of that. And there are a bunch of us that were talking on Twitter, why doesn't the NFL do this, which is one of my platforms. I I don't understand why on Sunday, every Sunday, or at least for the playoffs, the that NFL network doesn't allow – doesn't create programming like this so that whether you want to marry it to red zone or you want to use it for wild card weekend or the divisional playoffs, they have enough hall of famers that they could put Dion and, and Kurt and everyone else in a room, have them watch games and talk about it. And it would be a blast. I don't know why they don't do that, but they should. So that was the other thing that I took from tonight that the NFL is missing out on an opportunity to to completely enhance the viewing of people who enjoy NFL programming by doing what ESPN already does. All right. I'm going to go to sleep and rest my voice and be on the air talking about this and other things tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Or morning, if you're listening to the pod in the morning, I'll be on the score at noon talking about the NFL, the crazy MLB stuff. There might even be a whole new Loho Daily for that uh, after some some more of that after, aftermath comes out. But thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time watching the national championship. I know I did. Talk to you soon.